0: hello honeys yummy honeys how are you how are you feeling please tell me i can feel it through the podcast or you can message me (laughs) i have that ability now um speaking of abilities i was speaking to my higher self today it's one of my favorite um meditations to do is channeling higher self is basically the version of you um at its purest most abundant form so it's you with all all the clutter all the doubts and fears and the version of you that's already living the desires so i love tapping into her <laughs> when i'm feeling um stuck or doubtful in clarity instantly just washes over me because yes, I still also get those feelings. But it's so important to just have your tools of magic that you can fall back on. That's so key because if you don't know what to use or what to fall back on in those moments, then what are we gonna do, right? We're just in the world looking for advice and getting more confused and it's no good. So having those tools is so crucial. So that's something I could definitely talk about more as well, how to speak to your higher self because I'm telling you. And it's funny because she's always like nice. <laughs> But when she says things, it's sort of like okay, all right, I'm gonna do it. Okay, and it's like the truths that um, like you know you should be doing, but you're not doing it. You know what I mean? So it's not always like you know you are doing great. You're on the right track because she already knows you're on the right track because there is no wrong track. But she's gonna tell you okay time to get back into gear because you know you can make this happen. You know what I mean? So it's just perfect. It's everything is so aligned for us to just be our best selves and be so happy and free and move through this life with grace and know our truth, right? And just be so clear minded. It's amazing. Like all the tools are within, right? So That leads me into what I wanted to talk about today, which was, um, like alone time, like being alone and from a young age, being alone is treated as like a punishment, (laughs) isn't it? Like thinking about when you get, when you got in trouble or when you're getting in trouble, you're in the corner and a parent or, you know, um authoritative figure will be like now you sit here by yourself or alone and you think about all the wrong that you did like, think about what you just did right to get in the corner <laughs> and it's like we sort of hold on to that don't we we associate being alone with being in trouble or being unliked or being um, unworthy or being what's another word outcasted All these things, when you don't have like the amount of um, notifications on your phone or you're looking for people to want to like message you and invite you to things and da 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 da, it's sort of like when you're alone, you're wondering like, why am I alone? I should be around people. I should be, you know, at the parties or being invited to all these things because we associate being alone with being those negative things. Like, we don't want to be alone, right? Because it all started, and I was thinking about this today, it all started from, like, being alone is associated with punishment, or being unliked, or being in trouble, or undesirable, and all these things. So, it's time to switch that. Like, being alone is the magic, regardless if you're, like, alone alone like in a relationship um or not in a relationship or just being alone um just in your apartment or in your space in your room that should not bring about feelings of being unliked or undeserving or in trouble (laughs) you know what I mean I can just picture now, I remember in kindergarten, there was this boy, his name was Jerome, and he was always (laughs) in trouble, and I could just see him now, like, he would peek his head through from the other classroom to our classroom, and that's how we knew he was in trouble, because I want to say, like, that was, like, he had to be in some kind of room or something, and he would just peek his head through, like looking all sad and wanting to come back with the world. And he would see us, like you know, doing whatever activity we were doing. But he just looked so sad, you know, because he was alone and he didn't want to be alone. Like you know, we grow to make that association, and that needs to that needs to change, because when you're alone you're able to really create that loving relationship with yourself. And a lot of the time that's feared, right? Like we don't want to be alone with our thoughts because our thoughts are so like attacking and triggering and gets us into a place where we feel unloved or unworthy, right? But what I really realized about that is... In the moments where you feel like pretty good, like neutral, you're not really thinking any, you know, bad thoughts. You haven't gotten into like the, the vortex of negativity just yet. Those are the times that are best to begin to uh, reprogram or really be the, be the watcher at the gate of your thoughts, right? And so if you know, like plan ahead, like if you know you're going to be alone, like for a certain amount of time or whatever, and you're not feeling so overwhelmed about that just yet, like grab your journal or if you like to talk into things and just think about how, um, how you want your thoughts to go when you're alone, like just take a mental count. What are some thoughts that, you know, I fear when I'm alone? And, like, take a mental note of that. Because if you don't bring it to the surface, you can't correct it. You can't shift it. Like, it's just going to just be there, right? And so that's why with me, every night, I liked to um, journal my thoughts. And so it just started out with me, like, just journaling what happened in my day. And I know I talk about this method all the time because I stand by it a thousand percent. And I just wrote down what happened in my day, right? And then from there, I would always end with something good that happened to me. And that really, it shifted my world, right? Because the more I journaled, the more I made it a priority for me to think about the good that happened in the day, right? And so my lens shifted. And so we can't really recognize or shift our thoughts, which then shifts our world because our actions will change. We can't do any of that if we're so crowded with um, like being around other people and having their thoughts sort of overshadow our own thoughts. And we're just around these people just to feel that sense of, um, validation that we are needed we are important we are you know a hot commodity like we are (laughs) um like the person to call for the fun and all these things if we can shift that into my alone time is magic time like my alone time is um my time of like brilliancy like for me to really dig deep and uncover like my power, really, because you already have, you are here with power. It's just about what you are directing it towards, right? So we can direct our power towards, you know, when I'm alone, I feel like I'm unwanted. Or it can be like, I am so thankful for this alone time that I have to really, um, tap into the relationship that I want with myself. Because if you don't have a relationship with yourself, the power is very depleted. It's like very strained, right? And you don't know what you believe in, really. A lot of the times people feel like they know what they believe in, they know what they want in their world, in their life. But come to find out when they actually spend time alone, they're just like, huh, I think what I wanted was what my mom wanted for me or what my teacher saw that I could do because of my abilities but really um, thinking about it and like picturing me doing that for the rest of my life it's not gonna make me happy boom that is so powerful right there you instantly shifted your world <laughs> like that is so amazing. That is so incredible for you to be able to take that moment and take that time to just be like, hmm, what actually makes me feel good? You know, because without knowing what makes you feel good, you can't, um, you can't empower that feeling. You can't empower those moves that you're about to make. And it can be scary because, um, and I don't like to use the word scary. I want to use a different word. It can be very shifting, right, or uncomfortable because you've been on this long track of doing this one thing, and now instantly your world has changed. But see that as not many people get there, right? Not many people get to that point where they really know, okay, this is actually what I want to do for the rest of my life, right? A lot of people don't get to that point because they stay in the comfort of where they are, even though it, it may not be comfortable, but it's, it's predictable. Predictability is comfortable. And so, and also knowing just that it doesn't have to don't have to like skyrocket once you know that it's the little mini shifts that turn into the huge major shifts in your life so i would say that the time alone that you spend to slow down and really give yourself the attention that you are craving from others in some kind of way will instantly put you in the capacity to be able to attract, you know, people that you don't feel like you need to be in front of and be invited and things like that, because the universe may be telling you, these aren't the people to be around right now. Right? Because if it feels like a force, it's not alignment. Right? If it feels like a force, it's not alignment. It's not in your alignment of truth and where you really your soul is meant to be, so I say that to say move with ease and really start to think about your time alone being like your vortex of your vortex of uh, manifestation of creation of abundance of well being of fulfillment because in that alone time you're really. Aligning the puzzle pieces to that future self. You're able to see, okay, this belief is is aligned. I feel good in this belief about myself. Okay. But this one, hmm, this one I'm feeling a bit off with. So how can I shift it, right? And shifting a belief isn't as difficult as like we put up, put it out there to, to be because really all you're doing is pulling it from the root right you're digging deep on one belief at a time don't overwhelm yourself you're digging deep on one belief and saying okay where is this coming from where is this belief coming from and what is the belief that I want to believe now Right. So when you switch it into what is the belief I want to believe now, you're then looking for evidence for this to be true, because you already have so much evidence and so much um, belief in the old one, because your whole life, for the most part, was backing belief on this or backing evidence on this belief you already have. And so it's strong, right? It's strong because that's what you've spent your attention on, your focus on. But now you have a new, fresh, you know, seeded belief, right? The old one may be like a big tree, right? (laughs) Because you've nurtured it, regardless if it was a good belief or a bad belief. You've nurtured it. You've um, watered it with more evidence. But now you're planting a new seed. This is a new belief that we're gonna nurture and water and grow and spend time on and journal about and look for people that also believe this wonderful belief because it makes me feel expansive. It makes me feel vibrant. It makes me feel like all things are possible, right? Because it all comes down to your dreams are really rooted in freedom. So if your beliefs about yourself achieving something is not aligned in freedom, then something is off. If you don't believe or feel that your freedom is possible where you are right now, then there needs to be a shift that happens, okay? Because your soul is here to be free and to grow and to expand and to evolve, right? So we can't avoid the very thing we came here to do. <laughs> That's what we start to feel. So like, like what's the point, right? And the quickest way to shift into from the quickest way to shift from what's the point to I am empowered and going to do it and make it happen is the feeling of joy and I know I say that a lot so I'm gonna switch it too because I know there's multiple ways you can look at things right and I know for me I need to have multiple ways So, if joy is kind of hard for you to switch to right now switch to inspiration what inspires you right a lot of the times when I get into a funk and I sort of think is this really possible you know can I be an inspiration and Can I do all these big things that I really want to do? I notice it first. Okay, this is an old belief. These are old um, thoughts. I don't believe them, but I'm questioning it, right? So that's, that's in the right direction. I don't believe that I can't, but I'm questioning now. Okay, so that's the shift. And so from there, I may put on a really inspiring movie, right? What was that movie I put on? Darn it. I'm not going to remember. Hmm. What was it? It was the the three women with Taraji Henson. <laughs> I'm going to look it up real quick because I know some of you guys are probably shouting it through the podcast, but hold on. It's important to me. Taraji. Taraji. Taraji um astronaut I oh, know, nasa hidden figures hidden figures yay 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 thank you for tolerating me i don't edit so i'm sorry there's gonna be gaps <laughs> but um, I watched that movie, and I just felt like, oh, my gosh, that is inspirational, right? And I, sh- my um, thoughts and beliefs shifted. Like, I see what is possible. Therefore, it is possible, right? And I was talking about that, too, because I was listening to Abraham Hicks, and ugh, I love her. I love that that whole um, realm of vortexing into your um, manifestation zone and everything like that. And so she was talking about how we beat ourselves up so hard to um, shift into a belief that we don't feel in our body, right? That's basically what she was talking about. I reworded it to a way that I like to say it, but... <laughs> That was really what she was saying. And like, for example, and I did a post on this too, like we want to believe so much that our dreams and everything is so possible. But if we don't feel it in our body, then we're not going to move in that belief, right? Because we don't believe it. We can say it over and over and over again, but the amount of energy it takes to convince even ourselves is not as um, it's not a shifting, right? We're just, you know, throwing things at a wall, right? It's not penetrating. And so we can't throw, you know, just words at ourselves thinking that it's going to stick and it's going to grow. In the, the way she was talking about it was we have to start with beliefs that we already believe to be true, and create that as the foundation, and build on that into the belief that we're choosing to be true for our for ourselves now, right? So, and I just I really really resonated with her saying that uh, we can't force ourselves into believing something, right? Because force is a vibration of resistance, right? So we're resisting, resisting, resisting. We can't find the evidence in our brain already that this is possible for us, that we can do this or anything like that. So it's not doing us any good. It's actually repelling the thing that we want, right? In that resistance, in that repelling. So what can we start, you know, believing? We start making a foundation. So the reason or the um, example I was using was, um, I am a confident person, right? So people can say that to themselves and it can be like nothing. Like it's like, I am confident, I am confident, I am confident. This is why affirmations don't work a lot of the times because we, we don't believe it, right? The affirmations that someone else may use may not be as effective for us, right? So when it comes to affirmations, they have to be very, very intimate and very personal. So yeah, so like with, I am confident, not working. It's like, I can't, I, there's no evidence that I feel where I've been confident. I don't remember the last time I was confident or anything else like that, right? And so let's start broad. So let's say our affirmation is people are not, not, oh no, let's do it like this. Not everyone is born confident. Okay. So we're going to start there. Not everyone is born confident. And we can all say like not anyone, (laughs) but we're not going to do that. We're going to say not everyone is born confident, right? So how can we find the evidence for that? We can look at actors. We can look at um, you know movement makers. We can look at professionals in our lives that we look up to that come off as very confident, right? And so this really helped me. Like I was a very shy girl, but I'm sure a lot of the people in high school that follow me they're just like, oh my gosh, Riera is a podcast. <laughs> yes, girl. Yes. <laughs> but. Um, That is a really good belief to lay a foundation because it's not involving you, but you can see the evidence in your world, right? And start to follow those people, right? Follow those people online, follow those confident people that had to learn confidence, that had to really embody and work on how to be in the feeling of confidence, right? It didn't come natural to them. And so once we're there, okay, not everyone is born confident okay now we've laid the foundation we found that evidence in our lives with people we know or people we don't know not everyone is born confident okay I believe that to be true and then we go deeper we can say that um, confidence can be learned right confidence can be learned it can be Thinking about, again, those same people that took the time to, you know, um, take down those blocks and work on themselves and really connected with why don't I feel confident? You know what I mean? There are so many courses and so many examples to see, so many videos like on YouTube or wherever it may be, where people touch on how to tap into confidence. So we know confidence can be learned, right? It can be tapped into, right? And so some people may still be thinking, okay, it's possible for them, but not for me. And I would say to that belief, look up and try to see like where people doubted that they they were not able to tap into confidence, right? Because... A lot of beliefs—they've been believed before, <laughs> and beliefs like that have been believed before, right? Everyone thinks like—not um, everyone. A lot of people may think it's possible for her, but not for me. Well, why don't you think it's possible for you? What are the, what are the reasons why you feel like this isn't possible for you? Right. And look up those reasons and see if, you know, because I was not able to, I feel like I'm not able to tap into my confidence or I'm not meant to be a confident person. Right. Because that's all limiting beliefs, because like I said, a lot of our dreams and goals and what we want to happen for ourselves, what we dream of when we're awake and when we're asleep is It's um, really pinpointed in freedom, right? So if you don't feel free, it's time to shift. (laughs) There's some kind of change that needs to happen, right? So again, we started with not everyone is born confident. And then we went down to confidence can be learned. Confidence can be taught or however you want to worded, but we're narrowing in on our beliefs, right? That what we want is possible. And so we started with those two. Confidence can be learned. Confidence can be taught. And we look for the evidence in that. And now we're zeroing down to, okay, I can see myself learning to be confident. I can see myself um, taking the time to see where I'm not confident in myself and why that is, right? So now we're zeroing down to, we're making it personal, right? It's possible for me to do that. It's possible for me to, you know, give that a go and see why don't I feel confident? Why don't I feel I'm worthy of being confident, right? And start doing that thing, right? Start doing. Doing is the, it's the secret juice, To shifting your life right because when we're doing we're in action mode we're changing our behaviors from what we used to do to what we're doing now it's different therefore your life will be different because you are different and the world will behave differently to you right and so once you start doing your entire being changes your vibration changes right that's so uh, it's so powerful it's just it's everything when you shift your behavior shift your actions and it all stems from what you what you're believing so when you shift what you believe you shift how you move okay and so from there you're thinking okay it's possible for me to change my mind right It's possible. And so you start doing that. And then you're shifting into, I can be confident. You know, I've written down all the reasons why I think I can't. I've dismounted those by looking up evidence. And now I believe I can be confident, you know, if I work at it, if I commit to it, right? And then as you're doing that, as you work on that each day, either in a morning practice, in an afternoon practice, maybe you have your alarm clock set to different um, affirmations for yourself around confidence to keep you in alignment to the point where you can start to say, I am confident. I am standing up for what I believe in, right? I am speaking my truth, I am able to um, uh, feel like I'm confident, like I feel the confidence in my bones, right? To the point where you can imagine yourself in the most confident experience, the most um, freedom-filled, fulfilled moment where you feel so confident and a smile crosses your face, right? That's when you truly, truly believe in the belief you're shifting to right And this process, it does take more it takes more time, but I'm telling you it's faster than you trying to be into your head. I am confident. I am confident. I am confident. Like it's not it's not seeding, right? It's not gaining roots. They're sort of like continuing to throw seeds at soil <laughs> and not doing anything with it, right? You're not nurturing it. you're not like nothing's really happening. It's just sort of drying up and you're throwing more seeds. It's drying up. You're throwing more seeds, right? So really take the time because, again, when you slow down, you actually speed up. You speed up in life because now you're believing it to be true in your body. And your body's on board. It doesn't feel like a force. When when your body isn't on board, everything feels like a struggle and a force. And I have to do this. And this is so hard. And this is so Much of a struggle, and it's just like, ah, like I don't want to do it, right? So, slow down, start broad, and zero in on what it is you want to believe. If the belief is not coming off to be like seated in your bones, like I believe this to be true, right? And really move in that new belief, like you have to move in it, like we can believe things all we want but the movement of it is what shifts you it shifts everything around you and you can do this on any belief around love around career around money around um confidence like we just did around anything 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 this is the secret juice This is a secret juice to coaching. This is a secret juice to whatever you want to shift in your life. Start broad and find the evidence. Start rooting and nurturing and um, loving on this new belief like it's a baby, right? Like it's a baby. So I know this sort of went into something totally different, but it's it's sort of still the same thing because we can't really get a clear eye on what belief we need to change in order to change our life, in order to live easier. Because here's the thing, living easier is all about lifting up so much of the resistance to the thing that we really need to do, right? So living easier is gaining the awareness on what really needs to shift. And doing that in a very nurturing way, not in a forceful way, because your soul already wants you to live easier. Like you're not here to live in a life of struggle and pain, right? So when you're living in that, there's a shift that needs to be made, right? So you only really zero in on what that shift needs to be when you are in your alone time with yourself and being patient with yourself, right? Soften yourself to that belief. Don't fear it, right? Don't fear thought, right? Because it's you. And I know that can be a bit uncomfortable to you know sit with because some of our thoughts can be very overwhelming and very emotionally powerful. But that's why I say, sort of do this work when you're feeling supported, either by the universe, um, by spirit, by God, by a goddess, whatever you want to, you know, have the energy of around you. It could even be, you know, your pet, right? Whether your pet is still here or it's crossed the rainbow bridge, right? It can be any energy that you feel so supported by, right, or with. And from there, you know, it's all a choice, right? It's all a choice. And we can choose differently at every moment, at any moment of the day or night. (laughs) And that's the beauty of being here, right? So, and I could definitely go into something else right now, too, but we're at, like, 33 minutes, but I wanna close with saying, my yummies out there, please be patient and loving to yourself. Right now, it's still a bit of a heavy energy. And just know that you feeling like you're pulled in so many different directions to be and do um, so many things for other people, it's not serving you and you need to serve yourself first right because you are you are purposefully made and i'll say that again and again you're here for a deep deep purpose so when you feel passionate about a certain topic know that that is part of you know your purpose right but also know that You being in your purpose and your passion requires you to be all of you in that, which means mind, body, soul, okay? So there is so much going on right now, and you feel passionate about this certain area, right? So just know that when the passion is there, it's calling you to, you know, be in that, right? It's calling you to... Uh, Be all of you in it. So I say that to say, when you're being all of you in something, it's not just reposting. It's not just um, being a voice for it. It's also action, right? It's also behavior, okay? So be all of you in your passion, but take care of you first because when you're in your passion it can be overwhelming it can be very like consuming that's a good word it's very consuming but know that your passion is there for a reason and you're here for it and so just know your passion requires all of you a lot of the time not you on two percent battery not you on half in half out it's all of you it's part of you right so Take care of yourself first and dive in, okay? That's where the change really, really happens, when you're all in and you're coherent and you're rested and you're just ready to go, right? Sort of like um, before like um, like a boxing match or like an athletic event or before a performance, like you're rested, right? and you go into whatever it is you need to do or what you've been preparing for, like you're just ready to go. Like your voice is nurtured. If you're going to sing or whatever it may be, like you nurture yourself before that, you know, entering into your passion, right? So treat it the same way. Treat it the same way. So I love you, my honeys. I know this was kind of long, was not expecting it to be. But, you know, grab your tea and just (laughs) simmer in it for a bit. I like long podcasts. It just makes me feel kind of cozy. But that's just me. But I love you so much. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your Sunday. And you know where I'm at. Nurture yourself. Soften yourself. Be gentle with yourself. And empower yourself to be who you know you're being called to be. I love you. I will... See you soon! I will be back. (laughs) Bye-bye!